When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Ocean cold and dark. I am the hungry shark. Fast and all right, good to have you tuning in tonight. NHL free agency tomorrow. We'll have the updates for you on 630 Ched throughout the day. Of course, Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now starting at noon. I'll be with you for Inside Sports 6 to 8 tomorrow night. It'll be very interesting to follow. After 7, the Blue Jays lead Philadelphia 4-3. The Edmonton Stingers in action. They're underway at the Expo Center against the Ottawa Blackjacks. Blackjacks, as in the rabbit, they were are not named after a gambling game. That would be an interesting logo, wouldn't it? Uh, Stingers coming in at 7-7. Seven and seven. We had Jordan Baker on the show last night. Edmonton Riverhawks are currently playing. I will get the update from Cam Moon in about 10 to 12 minutes. He's going to join us from the game for uh, a little bit. 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch, thanks to the calls and texts we've received tonight. Uh, before we get to my interview with Ryan Fanti, Oilers prospect goaltender, I mentioned on the show last night that I saw Thor love and thunder over the weekend. I omitted something very important about that movie that oddly enough ties into inside sports. Now, you know that sometimes on the show we do name the animal and you also know we have a, um, I I hesitate to call him a mascot because I I, I think he's more than a mascot and I'm not going to call him a pet because He's, he's very independent, and he's not really a pet, but we have the inside sports goat, Cheddar, who I believe is hanging out with Kellen Kennedy right now. <laughs> nice to talk to you, Cheddar. So in Thor Love and Thunder, early in the movie, minor spoiler, it happens in the first 10 minutes, he, he wins this battle on this planet, and he is awarded two giant goats as uh as well as a reward for for saving the planet and they sound a lot like cheddar you know kellen i believe cheddar did a review of thor love and thunder can we get to that review yeah uh cheddar what did you think (laughs) yeah i would agree with most of that anyway could also be a, a look in 24 hours in some teams' uh, general managers' rooms as well, too, with the poor general manager behind the, the desk as well. Well, that's a we we I, now Cheddar is not a free agent, but if he if he were offered a job as a general manager, we'd have to say he's, he's free to go. Sounds like Cheddar is in very good shape, though. I, it sounds like he's having a good summer. The read we we actually have him under a long term contract. Uh, he's Ched- he's good to go with us for Ched- a long time. So Cheddar's. Uh, Cheddar's locked up. Cheddar is inked. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Of course, we named them. We we had some people suggesting some names for the goat. We had some pretty good suggestions. Uh, we went with uh, Cheddar, 
as someone who works at 630 Chet is technically a Cheddar. So there you go. We have Cheddar, the inside sports goat. We love him. We cherish him. We, we feed him. We make jackets out of his fleece. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I really do enjoy doing this show. I don't know if anybody enjoys listening to it, but I certainly enjoy doing it, and I like having Cheddar as a goat. Oh, another update here. Just want to re- uh, confirm with everybody. My mom hates Bo Levi Mitchell. Okay. Like, she really hates Bo Levi Mitchell. So he's still I, on I the list re- then, okay. Oh, he's back in the top five. He dropped out of the top five at, at Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll be in there. Like, she was seething watching that game on Thursday. Uh, it was, yeah, that was a tough watch. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> tough uh, watch. My, mom, my mom hates uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. And Bo Levi Mitchell probably doesn't care, but that's, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, my mom used to hate Zach Hyman, and then he became an Edmonton Oiler, and now he's uh, off the hated list mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, Bo Levi's uh, back on, without a doubt. Uh, hopefully the Elks can get a. Hopefully they can get a win on Thursday. Uh, they're having a, t- a tough season, one and four out of the gate. Okay, so I've got to go through my list here. Yeah, we talked about the goat. Talked about who my mom hates. Okay, good. We're on to Ryan Fanti, Edmonton Oilers prospect goaltender. He's at development camp. I talked to him. It's been cool, a lot of cool experiences, um, some new faces, building some new relationships, but uh, everything has been, been really nice so far. Yeah, so obviously the, the last, I guess, two or three months, you, you sign out of uh, university, you got to play for Baco a, a little bit, and, and now you're here. What, what have you sort of been doing to keep sharp? Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of a little bit different of a time um, having, you know, a camp midsummer that you're trying to t- trying to be prepared for. Um, you know, normally a normal summer, you're going to take a little bit of time off and kind of build that strength back up throughout this course of the year and then kind of get conditioned and, and get, in, get in shape as the time ca- camp comes. But um, having this camp midway through the year has kind of, you know, allowed you to kind of stay on the ice a little bit longer, like right after the season and kind of just to stay sharp and, you know, be on the ice but be in the gym at the same time and try and build uh, build a little bit both. Had you been to Edmonton before? I've been to Edmonton a long, long time ago. I feel like I was so young that, you know, I'm just getting remembering bits and pieces of it, but it's been uh, it's been quite some time. Yeah, well, and this probably wasn't here, so yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, you're getting to experience that for sure. Okay, so you're, you're growing up in Thunder Bay. Uh, were you an athletic kid right from a, a little guy, and were you a goalie right from a little guy? Yeah, so I, 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 I classify myself as, as athletic definitely growing up. Um, not just hockey. I was, I was kind of a kid that liked to play all, all kinds of sports. I think that's how it should be when, when, some, you know, when kids are super young. Um, but, yeah, I think being a goalie was right when I, right I kind of was allowed to. I think at the first couple of years, you know, they make, they make the kids rotate and go in and out just to see um, who would have some interest and give everyone a chance. And I think I told my parents that I wanted to be a goalie, and they told me, like, no, you can't be a goalie. And then I said, like, okay, I'm just not going to play hockey then. And then they said, okay, well, I guess you're going to be a goalie goalie so um, I think kind of just from there it's kind of you know started and yeah it's been quite some time now now that I'm turning 23 this year it's crazy to look back and see how long it's been. Do you remember what you liked about the position when you were young? No I think I just like Marc-Andre Fleury's uh, yellow pads his yellow coho pads that he used to have in Pittsburgh I think that was uh, that was my favorite thing that got me started. Okay well I was going to ask you who you looked up to when you were a kid so we see number one? Yeah I think it was it was before I even knew anything about goaltending I think it was just like I said the yellow pads kind of caught my eyes and they were so um, out of the ordinary compared to everyone else then um, you know obviously turned into to kind of who he is today with those with those years in Pittsburgh and what he's what he's continued to do so I think he's always been a guy that's you know looked up to a little bit okay so Thunder Bay is in Ontario but it's not as if it's close to Toronto and southern Ontario who's the most popular NHL team there 
most popular NHL team. Like for people that you're for, uh, probably probably the Leafs, just because of Ontario. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably I, everyone's kind of all over the place. Everyone supports like Canadian teams, though. There's lots of lots of Oilers fans in Thunder Bay, um, along with multiple other Canadian teams. But uh, I'd say definitely we support Canadian teams more than more than American teams. But I would say in Thunder Bay, probably the most is, is Toronto. Yeah. Tell me about the decision to to go NCAA. I mean, you know, some guys obviously played with a lot of different paths now. I mean, look at Kale McCarr was in Junior A, for example. What about that decision for you to go to school? Yeah, so I was kind of, uh, I played kind of AAA my, my PWE year, and then I ended up getting cut cut from AAA in Thunder Bay. We only have one AAA team in the area. Um, and I got caught uh, my ninth, ninth grade, 10th grade, and 11th, or sorry, 8th grade, ninth grade, and 10th grade year. Um, so those kind of years, I kind of played high school sports, kind of a bunch of different stuff. Um, and that 10th grade year was my OHL draft year. So that kind of didn't give me any opportunity to kind of pursue that major junior route. Um, so then when I ended up making AAA in my grade 11, grade 12 year, um, we, we were kind of playing in a league that was based out of the States, just um, geographically for Thunder Bay, we're a little bit tough where, where we are. Um, like I said, Toronto's about 15 hours away. Winnipeg's about eight, and those are like, you know, the bigger cities to go play. So um, cities like Duluth, Minnesota, and, and Minneapolis, Minnesota, like the city's area are only like three and six hours away. So um, that was kind of our decision and our team to go to kind of go that route, which, you know, kind of pushed me towards, um, you know, the college route and junior, junior in the States, and then, um, you know, pursuing into the NCAA. Okay. Well, and you had some awesome years, obviously. Yeah, tell, tell Tell me about that NCAA college sports uh, environment in the U.S. I think it's awesome. I think it's something something that a lot of Canadian kids, um, you know, aren't too used to. Don't get me wrong. Major Junior is an amazing route, um, but it kind of might limit limit some 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 late bloomers. As like I was a late bloomer, I didn't you know sign until I was 22 years old. And um, you know, if you're going that route for the most part, you have to be ready to sign, um, you know, at 20 years old. And I don't think I would have been able to. So um, I think it just kind of gives gives guys those extra years to develop physically um, and mentally, especially. Um, but yeah, just the, the college route is crazy. It's 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 something that's super cool. You get to play. You get to play for something and you know you're playing for other people you're playing for your school to have that school pride behind you is something that's super super big and it might not be um you know as as popular here in canada until you get to these higher levels like the fan bases that you have now here with you know in the nhl um but the the school fan base is something super cool to play for okay and how how would you describe your strength as a goalie and what would you like to work on Strength. I think my strength is my mind, for sure. I think it's something that's, you know, it's an intangible. Everyone can, you know, say they have a good glove or whatever it is. They move really well. I think I think my mind's something that's, um, you know, can, it can continue to get better. Um, I think that's something that I've relied on. Uh, you know, reading plays, I think I'm super, super good at. Um, but, you know, all, all areas of the game, I think I get this question lots, and I think I just answer it the same way every time because I think that's how I want to take it year by year. Is I think every summer, every single season, I can get, you know, 2 to 3% better in, you know, every area of the game. I don't think I have something that's down out too much or you know both good and bad um, so I think that's something that I just try and take in each 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 season that is uh, Ryan Fanti about six foot two 190 pounds last season Minnesota Duluth uh, he was awesome seven shutouts he had a 1.83 goals against average and a 929 save percentage went 2012 and four Minnesota Duluth lost in the regional final. He did get into one game for the Bakersfield Condors on an amateur tryout contract. Uh, he took, uh, he got the win. He did allow five goals to stop uh, 36 out of 41, got the win in his first pro appearance. So he is a name to watch down the road. He's going to be turning 23. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On October 3rd, Ryan Fanti on the ice for the Oilers at Development Camp. We will visit with Mooner when we get back to Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Oh my goodness, that is some classic Queens of the Stone Age coming back from break. What was the album? Songs for the Deaf? That was a great album. That's going to be in my top 10 albums of all time. And also on the game menu for one of the uh, PA Sports NHL games. I believe it was 02 if Brendan Escott was correct. But not, I think he told me that. Now, see, you would know that better than I Did that album have to come out after 02, didn't it? That, that, that album is 20 years old. That album My is goodness. 20 years old, yes. Time because flies. I remember the music videos for this being played on, like, much music. Well, back when they played music videos in 2002. So Songs for the Deaf, released in August 2002. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. That's getting to be an oldie already. Or I'm getting to be an oldie. It could qualify as classic rock because I think what's the cutoff for classic rock? Like 20 years or something like that? I have no idea. I've never worked at a classic rock station. And I I probably never will. Well, I shouldn't speak too soon. (laughs) Maybe I could get an overnight show. My my goal, one one thing I'd like to do is I'd like to host one of those overnight shows where you get to talk about aliens and the paranormal all the time. You know, you get to interview like a Sasquatch and then... You know, like, uh, I don't know, like little creatures come in and talk to you and you get to interview mummies or talk to people about mummies. Maybe you're not interviewing the actual Sasquatch, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, waiting patiently through all of this, likely rolling his eyes, as he often does when he's in my presence, is Oilers play-by-play voice Cam Moon. Hey, Mooner. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm doing quite well. How's the game? Uh, well, not that good for the Riverhawks so far, but... Still a nice day to be at the ballpark. It's four nothing for Corvallis in the top of three. They just hit a home run. Um, it was a pretty good shot too. But yeah, Riverhawks are uh, they're trying to hang stuff here tonight. Uh, now, what is the name of the t- the Corvallis team? Because there are some pretty fun neat uh, team names in this West Coast League. Yeah, Corvallis. I think they're just the Corvallis Knights. It's not quite as uh, as creative as say the Portland Pickles who are also in the league, which is a wonderful name. Um, or the Nanaimo Night Owls, also, I think, a pretty good name. But, yeah, it's a fun league. It's uh, it's college players, summer league for college guys. And um, it, it's fun to come down to the Remax Field. And I was here on the weekend, and that two really good crowds, I thought, um, Saturday evening and Sunday afternoon. Uh, a, a decent crowd here for a Tuesday, for sure. Definitely nice enough to be at the ballpark. Certainly uh, warm, and yeah, always fun. A great atmosphere. They're doing they're doing a wonderful job here. Yeah, uh, Randy Gregg, Steve Hogel, and company. And the Riverhawks, I mean, they're 14 and 18, which isn't bad for a first-year team. They're fifth in their 18 division. So yeah. you know they're they're right in there. They're they're completely competitive. This isn't an expansion team that's going to play 250 baseball. I mean they got a chance to be a 500 team by the time all said and done. Yeah, and that's impressive. I mean when it comes to this this league, it comes down to how you recruit uh, recruiting players out of 
mostly well u.s colleges and mostly american players there are uh, there are a handful of canadians on uh, on the riverhawks club but it's uh, comes down to recruiting guys out of their college program wherever they are to come and play a summer and if you're i would think that you know sometimes it might be a bit of a, a tall task to recruit uh, a player out of a, a southern u.s state as they do have a lot of players from arizona on this team to a place where they've probably never been before and and to come here and you know, see how nice a ballpark this is in such a, a great part of the city yeah, I'm sure it's eye-opening for, for many of the players that uh, haven't experienced this part of Canada or any of Canada probably. So that's all part of it too. It's uh, it's expanding players' horizons outside of baseball as well. But it is a good level of baseball. It's a lot of fun. And uh, you know all the, the rentals that uh, the Riverhawks have done to rematch field, the volume, new infield, uh, lights, scoreboard. They've done work uh, – with the locker rooms and stuff that uh, yeah it's it's made it it's made it fun and, and people have come out and supported it yeah well i know you've been to, to several games uh, awesome night i, I mentioned I, i'm sitting in my basement so i'm not i'm not boiling hot but you get to be boiling hot but you're at a baseball game so that's pretty cool uh three games set here so the river rocks also home wednesday and thursday we're getting the awesome organ sound in the background a couple of non-league games on the weekend st albert tigers on friday and then the uh, edmonton cubs on on uh saturday and they're playing games uh, into the first week of august okay mooner Hockey, lot to talk about. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, not going to be back with the Calgary Flames. He's going to free agency tomorrow. Wow. You know, like two months ago, if you'd have told me that was going to be the case, I would have bet against that quite heavily. I, I honestly, I just thought that, um, I thought that Johnny Goudreau would stay there in that he's been there a long time. Uh, they've got a good team for sure. Uh, it, it seemed like he, he really liked the community, and I, and I thought the Flames would step up with a, a really good offer. And as I understand it, uh, they did. But I, I guess he wants to leave. So clearly, it can't be about money because uh, if you can believe everything that you, you read, the, the offer was pretty significant. So clearly, he wants to go somewhere else. That's unfortunate for the Flames. He's an impact player. It takes a little bit away from the Battle of Alberta, quite honestly. I just, um, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I really thought he was going to stay in Calgary, quite honestly. It might take something away from the Battle of Alberta. It has the potential. And again, it's it's going into free agency, so it's fun to speculate. But Gord Stellick brought this up in the last half hour. What if if they, they're not going to keep Goudreau? What if the Flames go out and get Nazem Kadri? Kadri, uh, that would add a little something to the Battle oh. of Alberta. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that would add a lot, Reed. You just picked me up. Thank you. I feel a little better about the Battle of Alberta now if they go and got, if they went and picked up Nazem Kadri. For sure, that would uh, that'd put a real spin on it. Could you imagine if, if Nazem Kadri went to the Flames and Evander Kane returned to the Oilers? Wow, we... <laughs> We'd really have some cooking there, wouldn't we? That'd be, uh, yeah, that might be the ultimate outcome tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Kane, yeah, it would Kane be. comes back, which is still possible. I mean, Kane's going to go to free agency, but there's been a couple of reports tonight. They're, they're still talking, going back and forth. Maybe the Oilers are willing to go as long as five years. So uh, that's, that's going to be fun to follow as well. I want to ask you about a player 
that, that is appealing to me. Now, I guess this would be dependent on not getting Kane. And that's David Perron. Like, I, I don't think he's an old 34. He, he loves to shoot the pocket. If he could get around that uh, 13% shooting that he's had for his career, and he's in, in the Oilers' top six, um, th- th- he's an interesting option to me. But I, I wonder if you share that sentiment. Oh, no, I think he's a great he's – he'd be a wonderful option. The only question I'd have is term, you know, given right. his age. Um, I, and, you know, tomorrow's the day when – when teams overpay and overturn, <laughs> you know, traditionally that's what happens on, on free agent day. That would be the only, the only caveat I'd put in there is not to overturn them at 34. You don't want to get caught on the back end of a, a contract that you're wishing you didn't buy, but is he uh, a guy that could be impactful still at this point? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I thought when he played against the Oilers last year, you definitely noticed him and, and what he did this year with St. Louis, I thought was, was good so he's you know he's still playing at a real high level how much longer is that going to last i don't know but i I wouldn't bet that it's going to be you know tremendously long how about that all right are you uh on with staff tomorrow and you guys doing noon to three extended show yeah yeah that's exactly it okay what what, give us the score in the game again before we go okay it's four nothing for corvallis we're at the bottom of three mooner you're a great man thanks for coming on the show okay thanks for having me on cam moon at the Riverhawks game at Remax, uh, Remax Field. The guy uh, loves baseball, loves going down to the ballpark. All right, so yeah, Stoff, uh, Oilers now starting at noon tomorrow. Keep you updated on free agency. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. I am looking forward to tomorrow's program. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer. Cheddar is the show's goat. And my name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.